How's it going, everybody? Episode 19 of the Alex Bromish Presents podcast, uh, vlog, again, whatever we're calling it. Hope you enjoyed the episode yesterday where I talked a little bit more about quality and kind of related to that, but also going back to the discussion that we had uh, in the very first week that I started doing this, where we talked about business value and business cases and uh, how to work out what your business plan should be. I got a question from a friend today. Uh, she works in Sweden and um, she's currently doing a leadership course, so similar to an MBA, but uh, focused around leadership. And she was wanting to know how would you go about or try and go about doing a framework for a certain decision. I won't go into the details, but uh, she wanted to know, I've got to get a framework together and I've got to try and make a decision here. And remember we talked about how most people don't make rational decisions. What they do is they actually make an irrational decision and they look for then a rational argument to back up the decision that they've already made. Now we're going to try and undo that now. And we're going to look at um, a, a particular tool that I use. I can't go into the tool in too much depth because the owners of the, of the intellectual property for the tool don't allow me to go into the training which I'm qualified to give, but I think I can reference you to them. And I will also link in the podcast um, notes and in the YouTube notes a link to a blog post that I wrote for Kepler Trago, who invented the tool which I'm going to go through called Decision Analysis. And uh, you can see some of the nuances of that tool that I also discuss in that blog post. And then you'll also be on their website and you can hit them up. Um, I'm not sponsored by Kepner Trago. I just learned this tool over 10 years ago, uh, learned it to a very high level of detail and a very high level of application. And I've used it very successfully in several different times in my career in order to help me structure a decision-making exercise. And most importantly, and back to some of the challenges that we have with decisions, we were able to use that tool in order to bring together different stakeholders with different viewpoints like finance and HR and operations and marketing, uh, supply chain and, and design and engineering, and bring them all into the same room, discuss what it was that we needed to do come to an agreement so that then when the analysis for the result was actually done, no one could dispute the result because we'd all contributed and given input and agreed on the different things that set up the analysis. So I'm just going to give you a very quick rundown. I'm not going to go into any detail, as I said, because I'm not allowed to, but I want to give you a little quick uh, you know, idea of what decision analysis is about. And it starts with trying to understand exactly what the decision is you're making. Are you trying to, for example, decide which car to buy or are you trying to decide how to get to work? Those are two different decisions. The solution could be a black Toyota Tundra like I have, which is, by the way, the best car to have. Uh, maybe not from a fuel economy point of view, but from a fun point of view, it's pretty awesome. But, the, the, but if you're as, asking the question, what car should I buy? The answer can only be a car. If you're asking, how do I get to work? The answer could be, you know, buy a car, buy a bicycle, rent a bicycle, rent a car, take the train, take the bus, ride with a buddy, get an Uber, walk, run. There, there are a lot more broader options. And that's the first thing you need to do. You need to decide how wide do you need to cast a nest on net on the options that you want to evaluate or how narrow do you need to do it. And it's usually a trade-off between the level of innovation that you're looking for in the result of the analysis versus the speed of result that you're looking for in the analysis. Obviously, the narrower your starting point, the quicker you'll come to a decision, but the fewer options that you're going to have to play with. And that can always be a problem because then one preferred option will pop out very quickly usually.
Then next you're going to try and decide, okay, well, what are the important things to work out for when we're looking at this decision? And then you're going to set up those as a different levels of or di several different criteria that you're going to go through in the decision making process. This is where it's important to do this as a group activity and a cross functional group activity. So you get the inputs from all the different parts of the organization that feel that they should be a stakeholder in this and want to make sure their input. Now you might end up with a lot of contradicting criteria and this is the point where you need to solve those out and if you can't it's not a problem because also you'll be helped by the next stage. So a different criteria for a car would be fuel economy, cost, it could be um, size in terms of the capacity of the car to carry stuff or to get to work it could just be about the monthly cost that it's going to cost you if you were looking at a train for example or uh, you know how much would the bicycle be over a year so you can look at it in different ways you can you should try and make these things as measurable as possible and quantifiable as possible you should try and exclude as many uh, qualitative measures as possible because those make the analysis harder to do in the end. Then you can go on to prioritizing those criteria and we won't go into the details of that but obviously you want to start with which are the most important ones and which are the least important ones and if we've got lots of least important ones we probably need to cut them out and if we don't have enough important ones that's not necessarily a good thing and not necessarily a bad thing so we know a nice spread of priorities. Then you want to come up with your possible um, solutions or your possible outcomes that you want to look at. And then you can basically then just run a calculation through the whole of that tool in order to work out how well you scored in each of the criteria for each of the possible options. Then the top couple or the top handful will be the ones that you want to take forward. But there's crucially, there's another step that you need to take. Now, some people say, well, this one scored the highest. This is clearly the one that I need to go with. But we also want to make sure that we've understood what the risks are for this particular example. So if we're going to choose this decision, what could go wrong or what would have to be right in order for that decision to be the right one? And what are the risks that we would need to protect ourselves against? That's going to be the key thing. And then you can weigh up two versus the relative risks of one another and where the issues are. Again, with my transport example, the risk of a car is that you have the ownership. The risk of a train is that it's constantly delayed. And so you can weigh those up against one another and see how they compare to what you really need. If you were to take a merger and acquisition example, you could say that the risk management could be the um, due diligence or it could be a pre-due diligence that you're doing before you're going into that formal phase of an offer in order to make sure that you're pretty certain about where you are. That's a very quick rundown that I've given you guys about uh, decision analysis. It's a really, really powerful tool and I recommend it highly to anyone who works in a business context and often has to make difficult cross-functional decisions in their work. And there are slightly different tools as well. There's Decision Matrix, which is similar, and there are some others. But I really like the way that Captain Trago puts their tool set together. The way they teach it is very intuitive, and the way they guide you through it and the way they have the templates is also very intuitive. So I highly recommend that you check that out. And uh, let me know in below in the comments whether you have experience with Captain Trago Decision Analysis, what you think of it, if you've experienced some alternatives and how they've worked out for you and what you would say. Uh, please, please, please share this um, podcast, this uh, vlog with your friends, particularly on LinkedIn, uh, on Facebook, if you find it's uh, adding you value and I'll speak to you all tomorrow.